Welcome to the Best Ever You Network, celebrating our third year on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. Thank you for helping us become a number one rated live show with over one million global listeners. Our team is on a mission to help you discover your authentic best self and bring it to the world. And now, here's our show. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hamilton. Thank you for listening to the Best Ever You show. I'm so glad you're with us today. I don't know if you heard that at the start of the show, that like little pause before the show intro kicked into gear. I think that's like the Internet slowdown here in Maine as we approach like our, you know, I don't know, like 14th foot of snow. I'm not sure, but it's snowing again. And um, I've got this like joke every Monday, it like snows two feet, you know, but by April will be, you know, I don't know, the front door will be closed in with snow, but oh my gosh, we have so much snow. It's an exaggeration, but I think we're on our like fifth or sixth foot of snow, seriously, and that's still a ton of snow. It's reminding me of living in Tahoe instead of Maine, um, which is kind of cool because Tahoe was warm and up in the mountains and I don't know, this is a little bit colder. But anyway, there's your there's your weather chat with me. I always do a little weather chat at the beginning of the show just to kind of see where you are. And I always say good morning in my social media. Um, you can find me at uh, Elizabeth Hamilton G on Facebook or on Twitter. I'm at Best Ever You. And I, I love to say good morning to people in the morning. I do like a little good morning from Maine and just a hashtag of gratitude or a hashtag of percolate to just get your day started, going in the right direction, making sure we're all grateful and making sure what you know what we're percolating out into the world is is positive. And uh, I think you guys all see me do that. And sometimes I'm I'm percolating weather and snow and all those things, but it's all good. And I appreciate all the beach photos you guys send me. Um, I also noticed in our community, and we'll get to our guest here in a second. I noticed in our community we have um, new animals, and I love it when people adopt animals and post them in our community. I just have this passion for dogs and cats and all sorts of animals, and I think it's kind of catching on in the group. So. A shout-out to Debbie Curran, who just adopted the cutest little dog. Her name is Belle, and the photos are all in there. And the dog actually, we are talking about gratitude, the dog actually looks like it has a face of gratitude and love. <laughs> it's the cutest dog I've ever seen. And it just looks so happy and like it's fitting right in. And, um, you know, it's just cute. So anyway, all right. This ha- that had nothing to do with our guest, or maybe we'll find out if he's a dog lover and cat lover and all that stuff, but w- the power of Twitter amazes me. I'm on Twitter, um, I don't know, David, what do you think? Was this a couple weeks ago maybe, maybe even a month ago now on Twitter that Probably. you and I met? Yeah. yeah. And Probably. I'm like, well, that's cool. Here's a cut of like a budding a successful country music star who's going to be a superstar, David Britt. So on Twitter, he's David Britt, D-A-V-I-D-B-R-I-T-T. And um, I, I bumped into him on Twitter, and I just said, hey, this would be a really cool show for Best Ever You. We love to get behind artists and authors and, you know, support their dreams and goals and see what they're percolating. So, David Britt, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is this is really cool. I, 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 I'm not looking at any snow right now, but I'm looking at a lot of rain. Um, <laughs> but, uh, well, but hopefully we'll get some snow sometime soon. <laughs> Yeah, I think the whole weather's uh, the whole uh, country's got different kinds of weather going on. But um, you know, I I I think people like to ch- chat about the weather, and I think people in sunny places like to send people pictures of the sun to people in snowy places. And it's funny as you as you have a I've got a fairly big social media audience, and the people in the sun want snow, and the people in the snow want sun, and it seems like everybody's always searching for. <laughs> What's not right in front of them? It's, it cracks me up all the time. But um, yeah, what a long sure. intro, and we're all over the place. But, wow, um, you're in North Carolina. Is that right? Is that where you yes, are now? Yes, ma'am. I'm in Charlotte. Okay. Charlotte, North Carolina. All right. Yes, ma'am. All right. And um, I, we were talking before we came on the show, everybody. Just note that he's not feeling the best, so if you're expecting him to sing today, um, I'm going to send you to his website instead, <laughs> which is davidbrittmusic.com. <laughs> Sometimes we have our guests, um, you know, serenade us, and I don't think that's going to happen today, right? I would I would absolutely love to. I'm, I'm afraid if I did, uh, I think people would probably run. Um, <laughs> I can barely talk right now, but I, I, normally I, I love I love uh, I love singing for people, and I wish I could today. But um, yeah, I, I, 
hopefully I'll, I'll be better sometime this week so I can so I can uh, start feeling up to it again. But um, but yeah, I I, well, I, I wish I, I really wish I'll come back again and do it for sure. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. As this goes more and more and more, you got to promise to come back. We were talking about that too. Now you have a really big day tomorrow. I wonder if if um, the stress is kind of making you not feel so great. But tomorrow is a huge day for you. What's happening? Well, tomorrow I've got um, the my my album, my new album, Country Flow, which is the, is the name of the album, uh, is is being released tomorrow. So it's a huge day. Uh, Spectrum Music Group, my label. Uh, we'll be releasing it tomorrow to all digital outlets as well as um, stores and stuff. So it's, uh, it's a big day tomorrow. I'm really excited about it, and uh, and and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what tomorrow brings. But yeah, it's a very big day. Very excited. And what can everybody in the Best Ever You community do to help you? Oh, that's very with kind. Uh, well, you know, I I, I think. Um, if you want to help me with my day tomorrow, <laughs> uh, send massive amounts of uh, antibiotics and NyQuil to my. <laughs> no, I would, I would say uh, that's a good mix. <laughs> that'd be great. Um, a new, yeah, just plenty of plenty of NyQuil. Um, I would say that um, you know uh, wherever you are, uh, definitely you know whether you you know take a look at the album, listen to a couple of my songs. If you buy the album, I mean I I just I love getting my music out there, and so you know, if you have an opportunity to listen to it. Um, to you know, one of my songs, five seconds of it, whatever it may be. If you and if you find that you like it and you want to buy the album, God bless you, whether you buy it or not. So uh, yeah, I mean, I just I, I just want people to hear hear my music and and uh, and become friends and and that's that's really it. So uh, I just want for people to take a listen to it if they can. And where can people purchase it? It will be on all as far as digitally, which is what I guess most people uh, do today. Uh, you know, iTunes and. Amazon and uh, Xbox and Google Plus and uh, all the any kind of way you'd ever download music could be there. And then um, as far as stores, the label said right now they they, they threw Target in there, FYE. I imagine it'll be a lot more, but they said it grows over time with you know as your as different markets start playing your music, um, they'll add those stores throughout the country. And so. Um, I would check your, you know, your big box stores like Target, um, and if they don't have it yet, you can certainly request it. Um, and uh, but it should be there at some point. Um, so I don't know the exact all the exact cities and states quite yet, but I do know that uh, there will be a, a good number of, of big box stores that will be carrying. You know, your, your name brand stores, the Targets out there, WalMarts, things like that, uh, Best Buy. Um, so I would have people check that if it's not there. You know, uh, definitely uh, let them know that, that you'd like them to carry it, and and they can. I'm sure it works them out with the label for sure. What's that like to walk into Target and see your CD there? You know what? <laughs> That's a good question. I've never done it before. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a. Re- That's actually. A, I, I'm usually never stumped, but that's a good one. I guess tomorrow, if I can find my CD somewhere and I see it in the store, I will definitely uh, be excited. Um, I. Uh, I look forward to that. It'll be kind of cool. Um, uh, the closest I've ever come to that is I've, you know, I've heard myself on the radio, which that's really cool. But I've never seen my CD in a store. I came out with an album in 2012 that I self-titled that David Britt, and it was released by myself. And so this is the first album I've, I've had with an actual record label. So um, that's a great question. I, I look forward to being able to answer it, but I know I'll be excited. Um, uh, it it's you know it's, it's still all very surreal to me um, this whole process but um, I'm excited to see you know where it lands and and see people sending pictures of them with CDs would be really cool um, so I, I'm re- I'm really interested to see what yeah yeah it, make sure you take a selfie with you know oh, when absolutely. you see it make sure you yeah but you know I got to tell you it is the trippiest feeling to see your work in a store especially if you're not totally aware it's there like i walked into a barnes and noble and there was my book and it, it that's weird it's just a it's a cool feeling but it's really strange but i took a, a bus ride from boston back to maine i was at an event yeah. and came back home and there were two people on the bus reading my book <laughs> wow. so strange because you want to like tap that them and amazing. go hi or whatever and then you're like nah i better not do that and it, it was funny um, that is really cool. And, yeah, that, yeah. So you'll see. Yeah, you'll you'll have more and more of that. But that's got to be cool to hear yourself on the radio too. 
I would think that'd be yeah, pretty neat. Where were you when you heard yourself on the radio? Just driving around or the, the first time I the first time I ever heard myself on the radio actually was was here in Charlotte in two thousand and I guess it was two thousand and twelve. Um I wrote a song called Jimmy Johnson Baby, which is about the NASCAR driver, Jimmy Johnson. He's he actually lives I could walk to his house, I guess, from where I live. But um he I wrote a song about him and uh he had tweeted it out to all his fans before the Daytona five hundred and uh and so people called on to it and one of the radio stations here in Charlotte, uh ninety six nine the cat, I was on the way to work and um and I was just flipping around and I had my CDs in my car, so you know, I listened to my music. I listen to it more I guess because I like to hear if there's anything I need to work on or things I can add into it instrument instrumental wise and stuff like that. And I was flipping around and I and I started hearing the chorus of my song and I was like at first I thought my C D was playing, but I was like, No, I'm on the radio <laughs> Anyway, it was kind of cool because I, I was like, "That's kind of neat." And since then, um, you know, I, I've heard my songs, um, whether it be like overseas, I'll get a tweet from somebody saying, "You're, you know, you're live on the such and such show." Um, uh, uh, BestCountryRadio.com had a they debuted my first single off the album on that huge radio show they have. The Iceman did that, I guess, back in November when my first single was released off the album and. So I've, I've heard myself play a, a good bit, and that is really, it's really cool. Um, it's really neat. I, I don't really like hearing myself sing, but it's neat knowing that my music's out here. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty cool stuff, yeah. All you guys in the chat room, hello. David, make, make sure you say hi to all the people in the chat room. Hello, everybody in the chat room. Thanks for being here. All right, if you guys want to call in and actually talk to David yourself, um, we'll take some calls. It's seven one four eight six eight zero two two zero, and you press one. And um, or you can, or if you don't feel comfortable doing that, you can type a question for him in the chat room. And I'm sure if he can, he will be happy to answer that. But my next Absolutely. question for you is, how did you go from tennis to viol well violin to tennis to where you are right now? Oh, and and real estate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a complicated guy sometimes, and my head goes in 200 different directions. Um, I, so I, I started playing violin when I was really little, and then, uh, you know, I, I did that for a number of years. I got into sports, you know, at a regular age, I guess, you know, five, six, seven years old, and was doing basketball and soccer and tennis and tennis took over, and, and so violin kind of stopped for, you know, I guess I, I went ahead and played it through, you know, all the way through high school, but more, you know, kind of for fun because I I was just traveling so much with tennis, and uh, uh, when I went into college, uh, I played at, uh, at University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, and, uh, um, you know, still I, I was dying to do something musically, and I just didn't have the time to do it, and when I got out of school, I tried to play pro tennis for a while, um, I clearly didn't didn't make it up. <laughs> but uh but I did that for a little while and um and had some had some fun with you that laugh about it. there. I was, was not a I was not Pete Sampras by any stretch. Um uh but uh but I had a had a good time just playing for a little bit after school. And I started writing, um, which has always been fun for me. And so I started writing my first book, I guess when I when I was about a year out of college and so I wrote it on tennis for parents. And so I wrote that because I just love writing and um it got me more into, you know, thinking about writing, and then I, I, I was in the business world, I guess, and started working and, and everything, and, and then when I, I went from tennis to commercial real estate, and I guess during that time, back in 2009, the market crashed, clearly, um, uh, the commercial sector was horrible, and I had a lot of time on my hands, I started writing, and, uh, you know, just for fun, and then I decided to, hey, I'll try to record one of these. And I didn't know how to play the guitar, so I, I kind of taught myself how to play the guitar and started going from there. And and then, you know, then I, all of a sudden I was coming out with an album that just kind of went crazy like that. And so um, as far as where I am now, it's kind of a wild story. So I, I released that first album, and I had the Jimmy Johnson song on there about the NASCAR driver. And he actually did wonders for me because he when he sent that out, he sent it out to what almost a million fans, and so a ton of people uh, that that followed Jimmy started following my music, 
and have become very close friends with people all over the world. It's hilarious how it's worked. But, so I, I started gaining a lot of name recognition like that. And then I guess the next big, big thing that happened after that was I uh, wrote a song that's actually on this new album called uh, She Likes the Oak Ridge Boys. And it's a, a, it's a fun song, but uh, Oak Ridge Boys have kind of been my hero since I was a little boy. So I wrote this song, and on Twitter, once again, like you said earlier, Twitter's so powerful, I decided to send that to uh, to the Oak Ridge Boys. Hey, guys, I, I wrote a song about you. And they didn't know me from Adam's house cat, but I, uh, they responded back, and they're like, oh, cool. And I said, I won't release it until you hear it and bless it and make sure it's okay. And so I sent it to Dwayne Allen and Joe Bonsall, and they responded back. If the song took three minutes, they responded back, you know, three minutes and two seconds, and they said, we love it. You can definitely release it. And from there, once again, gained a ton of, of, of recognition and, uh, and, and, and stuff from people. And, and just as time's gone, just, you know, got more and more connected. And uh, I got hooked up with a guy named uh, Jimmy Starr on, uh, on Twitter <laughs> who, uh, who ended up um, uh, working for the label that I'm actually on now. And uh, he heard my music, and he had me on his show. And uh, they played a cover of a Michael Jackson song I did, uh, Billie Jean. And uh, I'd done that cover, uh, and they played it live. And once again, kind of the whole blood thing fell into place. I, I actually um, have a producer in Charlotte named Jason Scavone, who's a very accomplished musician. And we we put together a great, great cover of, of, of Billie Jean. Uh, and I, I just sent the song over to uh, Jimmy Wayne, who's, I guess he's got a bestseller right now, Walk to Beautiful is a bestseller right now. Uh, his book just came out, but he's a very famous country singer, and I sent it to him because he's not far from Charlotte's where he's from. And uh, just, you know, he said, hey, man, can I, can I give you some tips on your cover before you release it? So he kind of helped, you know, uh, do production consulting with my, with my producer, and uh, it turned out really cool, and they played it on that show, uh, on the Jimmy Starr show, and the label heard it, and one thing led to another, and I ended up signing with the label. <laughs> and all this happened so quickly. I just, you know, it, it literally happened within, you know, just a few years, and which has been so crazy. So I feel so fortunate and blessed because, I mean, like, I, never in a million years, never in a million years, well, I told you in 2009 where I was writing lyrics down on a piece of paper that I would ever be talking about this on the radio. <laughs> so it's, um, it's, it's, it's slightly overwhelming, but it's a dream come true. It's really cool, and um, if it never goes any further than where I am right now, I mean, I'm very, very thankful for where, where, where it has gone. I've made a lot of nice friends and uh, all over the world, so uh, music's definitely a connector, um, brings people together, and I've, I've been very fortunate in that. Yeah. You know, I say that a lot, too. It's pretty interesting. Like, if nothing else happens, you know, from this point forward, this has been, like, so cool. Um, but I have a feeling you've got a lot <laughs> a lot ahead of you, uh, definitely. I'm, I'm looking at your Facebook page, which is, um, you guys, you can go to facebook.com slash David Britt Music Page. And uh, you're yeah. on there. You're also on Twitter, and then you're davidbrittmusic.com. Um, I don't know where to go from here. As far I have so many questions for you about oh, your band. Right. I have yeah, I have questions about your band. I have questions about how um, if you have advice to pe- to to people trying to do this. Um, sure. You know, people do American Idol and people do all of these things. So um, let's go with the band first. Do you do you have do you have a group of people that you know like travel with you and get together and help you with this or want to give shout outs to anybody? Anything like that? Absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely. I, um, I, I write all my songs, you know, I, I, I'm kind of a, I, I love, I love writing. So I write all my songs um, and then I will bring them in to the studio. Uh, I've got, I do have a producer named Jason Scavone, like I said, who's incredible. Um, and, and, and I, like when I say I play the guitar, I can definitely play the guitar. I can, I've written over 600 songs, but I'm not I'm not an amazing guitar player by any stretch because you know I haven't been doing that my entire life. I've, I've taught myself how to play, and I can I can play along, and I can definitely play with the guys. But I I'm a firm believer that you got to surround yourself with the best um, musicians. What no matter what you're doing, you know, if you have a restaurant and you're the chef, 
you know, you want to hire the best people to work around yeah. you because it's going gonna, it's gonna to show itself when people eat the food. So I've got Jason, I've got Stefan Kalander, who is um, an unbelievable guitar player. Um, he, he's, he's so young, he's early 20s, but he is, I mean, he's got to be one of the best guitar players ever played. He's incredible. And um, I've got usually the same drummers I use, uh, Jonathan Erickson, David Kim. I've got one of the best fiddle players anywhere, period, uh, Glenn Alexander, uh, Randy DeBrule, who's an amazing banjo player, national banjo champion. Um, I mean, and, and Jason, my producer, he plays virtually every instrument. So it's like we, um, we've we got just a great group of people, and all those people that I named have all been in very big bands, uh, have been on labels. Um, uh, Stefan's currently touring with his band, Bubonic Funk. Um, uh, Jason produces some extremely well-known artists, and like I said, for himself, he's an incredible songwriter. He's been he's been on some huge labels in the past and uh and has got a lot of big stuff going on right now. So really at the end of the day, I mean you know, I, I attribute so much of this to uh to all the people who are around me and, and just how helpful they've been and uh you know, I I uh I, I, I I've got some great uh, female uh vocalists that have been on my tracks and uh um you know it's just uh it's been one of those things where I just I made a decision. I said, "Look, I go, if you're going to do this, you got to do it the right way. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make a, a a cake and leave out the most important ingredients, or I'm not I'm not gonna use something that you you know is, is not as good. I'm gonna get the best people to be a part of it so it sounds the best and you know and and, and really really hits hard. And that's how I do it." Yeah, well, just like if you're going to write a book, you better have a really great editor. <laughs> Cause yeah, that is for sure. And a cover designer and the whole thing. So there, that was the most eye-opening part of writing a book was all of the people that are involved with making it actually happen. It's like the book goes down like an assembly line from, exactly. you know, from the the first draft to the very last, it's it's going through a bunch of people to look at it until it goes out into the world. And, um, yeah, especially when you're not independently, you know, like, like my book Percolated isn't um, self-published and you are not, you know, self, what do they call it? You're not independently putting this out there. You've got a label with you, Spectrum Music Group. Exactly. And so it's not just you, it's their input and everything like that, and their name's on it also. So they want to make sure what you're putting out into the universe is great because um, it's a win-win all over the place. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. What um, I'm going I'm to come back to the what advice do you have for, for everybody, and I want to talk about um, I'm on your website, which is, again, davidbrittmusic.com, what makes you write a song called "To Hell with Your Love"? <laughs> I'm curious. Well, you know, I, I had I went out to dinner one night and had a ter- terrible meal, and I came back and I wrote that song. It was uh, really? <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. Don't ever don't ever send me a bad meal. I will write a song. Um, now, I, I, I uh, everything I write, and this I would anybody who's starting to write music, uh, I would say the same thing to them: write what you feel. You know, doesn't mean you can't have fun and write something funny, but you need to write what you feel, and the best stuff's going to come out when you do. Whether you're mad or you're happy or you're, you know, feeling uh, melancholy, whatever it may be, but but you write from what's within yourself. And uh, that particular song, I mean, I, I guess one was surmised it was a, about a breakup, and it was um, uh, definitely about that. I, I wrote that song, honestly. I wrote that song. Um, I, I, I was taking a walk around a pond here in Charlotte, uh, or a lake, I guess a small lake at a park, and I, I just uh, heard some news, interesting news, and I, uh, I, I took one lap around that lake, and I wrote that song. It took me all about two minutes. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I kind of write wherever I happen to be, so I wrote the song, and that's kind of how it came out, but... Uh, you know, um, uh, whether, uh, I mean, really, I guess it comes down to, like, you know, what people are feeling. So there are plenty of people I've heard from, both men and women, who are like, you know, man, I, I, I put myself into that song because I was in a similar situation. I don't really know what you really went through, David, but it makes me think of 
X, Y, and Z. And, and so that's kind of cool because, you know, there's a lot of songs that you hear that you really, at the end of the day, you don't really know what the person is talking about because you don't, you weren't there. But the thing about songwriting is this. Every song, most every song, there's some songs out there clearly that uh, probably don't have too much of a story behind them when it comes to personal experience, but especially in country, you're hearing things that actually happen to people. Um, and whether it's actually sung by that original songwriter or it's sung by a you know, Grammy winner, uh, uh, A-list artist, um, they're real songs. And so, um, you know, th- this whole album from top to bottom, uh, with the exception, like I said, of, <laughs> of, uh, of, of Country Flow, which is a fun, just, you know, fun song that I was kind of uh, more or less showing how you can rhyme pretty much any word, uh, even if it doesn't rhyme, like other genres do. So I was just having fun with that. But all these other songs are real songs. So, you know, while, you know, you look at it and you're like, man, that's really sad. Sure, it is, but at the same time, it makes for great music. So and it helps other people, you know. You, you can you can listen to those songs and it can help you in whatever uh, situation you're in. So uh, I think that's the power of music and why it's so important. Because, I mean, I use music all the time, but not my music, but other people's music that I listen to that or books. I mean, you can, you know, it could be a story. It could be a song. It really, it could be a poem, but, you know, it, it definitely affects people. And so that's, that's something that, for me, um, is very important. And I, I, one conversation I had with, uh, with uh, Jimmy Wayne, actually, and he, he said, write what you feel. You know, keep writing stuff like that. He said, don't, don't, uh, don't you know, I guess what I guess Paul Abdul always says, you know, be true to yourself. I don't, I don't mean to use that because it's been used so much, but at the same time, that's very true. And so I think when you do that, you end up coming out with some really good music. Okay. Now follow me for a second. Go back Absolutely. to when you were when go back to when you were a kid. Um, I'm very curious if you knew that you could write and sing when you were a little kid, and you maybe didn't do it, didn't do it, didn't do it, and then all of a sudden one day you're like, you know, I should do that. Or if this has been something that you've always thought about in the back of your mind, or 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 something like that, because I, I know a lot of people have you know those creative dreams when they're younger. And somebody tells them, oh, you know, go be a lawyer, or go be a doctor, or go do the, anything but your dream. You know, don't be a pro baseball player, don't be a pro singer. That that road is rough and not right. secure and not for sure and all those things. Did anything like that happen to you? No, I, you know, I, I um, my my parents put. I've got a little brother who's, who's about six years younger, and we both were put in music at a young age. He was cello, I was violin. Uh, we did. Right. We were both in the church choir. We did plays. So I was I was kind of put into that, you know, uh, as a young kid. And we sang a lot at home. Uh, Mom played the piano. So we would, you know, we uh, we always were having fun over here. But um, I, I, as to whether I knew I could, you know, write stuff, I, I was very creative as far as writing goes in general. I loved writing, whether it was a, an essay in class or making up a story or whatever. I mean, I loved doing that. So I think, you know, as time uh, went on, Tennis it took over so much of my life, but um, but I love music, and so I, I, I had a lot of encouragement um, just in general, no matter what I did. Um, I my parents were very supportive, so I, I I I did you know, well no matter what it was, I had a lot of encouragement. So I think you know, and I, I've got two kids now, so I think you know, if you put make them feel confident at a young age, I think they can do anything, or at least they can believe they can as they get older. And so I, you know, I um. I realized I could write, definitely. I knew I could play the violin, but I knew I, as far as writing, when I knew I could do that at a young age. I loved that. I could rhyme really well. I could put together stories and make up things out of nowhere that people enjoyed reading. So um, I, I think, as you know, as a kid, um, I, I knew I loved singing. I knew I loved performing, whether it was a church play. I was King Nebuchadnezzar one time when I was a little kid. Um, I, I loved uh, I loved being in front of people and I love seeing people's responses to things you know, as far as, you know, can you make them laugh? Can you make them cry? Whatever it may be. Uh, I love doing that. So uh, uh, I, I guess, you know, I, it wasn't until I got older, a lot older, that I realized, hey, I might really have something here um, with the writing thing. And I think that's what's kind of interesting is that 
when my children were born, um, I uh, I wrote a book for my daughter called Button the Butterfly, which is like a little book that I wrote that would kind of teach life lessons in the book, but put it into fun stuff with animation. And when my son was born, I wrote Sweet Dreams Little Baby, which is a like a lullaby book that rhymes. And that was, he was born in 2009, so it was probably 2008 I was writing it. And I was, more and more, I kept going to the writing thing. And when I wrote that, the the words flowed so well, and I wrote it so quick, and I was like, you yeah, know, like, I've got to put this in the music. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that, that writing, the writing thing, honestly, that probably was the biggest thing growing up, is just I kept writing so much. I mean, I, I love writing. Um, not necessarily just, you know, like, not music, but just I love writing. And obviously, you're an author, so you know this far better than I do, but like, you know, if you love writing, I mean, you can sit down and write for hours, and I would do that about ridiculous stuff sometimes that didn't make any sense, but I would write it and give it to people in class to see see what they thought about it, you know, or if it was something the teachers assigned to it. I remember when the Challenger went down, um, and I was in third grade, and obviously I was extremely sad, um, and I wrote, I guess we were all asked to write our feelings, and I wrote it, and I remember... I mean, everybody was upset about that. It was horrible. I was only in third grade, but when I wrote that, I was really writing it almost like I was trying to write from being like a somebody in the newspaper. Like, I really wanted to get my feelings across, and I wanted others to read it to see what their response was. And so I've always been one to really try to put a lot of heart into stuff like that. So I think writing really yeah. led to it, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then that and Dave when... Matthews. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, 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 was Matthews, beautiful. I saw him play about a hundred times from the time I was sixteen until um like, wow. yeah, not not too not too long ago. So yeah, he, he definitely was an inspiration as far as being playing music for sure. But uh but writing I was a wrote a Dave Matthews song for him. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> like you did the other ones. Now when you got yeah. older was there a was there a leap of faith? I guess what I'm what I'm trying to find is that moment where you got enough courage to to go in this direction because I, so many people sure. when they come to Best Ever You they say you know the who what where when why how especially the how and a lot of people get sure. stuck in in the what and don't go doing action toward what they want to do and you took action and here you are. So I'm I'm real curious what that was like where you went oh, okay you know I'm really actually gonna gonna do this because there's some leap of faith there. Sure, I understand completely. I think that I'd want to do it for so long and uh, and just the timing never worked out. And, uh, and and like I said, back when when the the when the commercial real estate market really just there was nothing to do at all. Um, I just yeah. wasn't anything to do. And, I was uh, a real estate I mean, agent during that time too, and I I quit. I just was like, I'm letting my license lapse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's, I mean, obviously, I mean, houses building nothing was it was terrible. Nothing. So I sold a condo was, in like three years or whatever. It was like one condo. That was terrible. Yeah, yeah it was, it was a rough time. Terrible. I, so I, people involved. Oh God, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I saw people, just good people who who. You know, I mean, literally lost everything, and it was a, uh, it, it was, it was, it was a tough time for everybody. And um, I was in that boat, and uh, myself, and it was tough. And uh, um, I never let go. I saw a commercial real estate company. I'm a partner in the day, and how the market came back. But uh, I, I, um, I think during that time, I just, you know, you, you're, you, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I mean, I certainly I was upset. It was not a good time, and uh, I, I think that. From where I really kind of kicked it off and said, "Okay, I'm going to do this." I had some encouragement for some people that um, that uh, I think really kind of pushed me in a direction that, "Hey, you ought to do this. Um, you ought to try it out." You know, and there might have been some ideas of trying to impress people when I did that. Maybe one in particular, um, which uh, ultimately led to me the great song to hell with your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I was going to say that must have been the catalyst <laughs> for that. So, so, so from a a starting standpoint, um, I would say that some of those songs were uh, in the beginning, and then as we can see, some of those songs ended up in the end. So, uh, I, I, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, that's how it works, I guess. So, um, uh, but I've got the funniest the question the day, somebody, <laughs> somebody just tweeted me something that is very funny. They said, "Did when 
they're looking. They were looking at your pictures with you, sh- with you, um, with stubble, and cleanly shaven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's funny. And and the question is, is like, does he know he looks like a teenager when he doesn't shave? <laughs> he looks young. <laughs> That's so cute. I'm looking but at the, it now. The, I just had to look before I said it, and you do. Is that your? That's so adorable. Oh. Well, I, I, I will tell you this. Uh, I, I get a lot of heat from that because, to be honest with you, uh, <laughs> in the pictures where, where I have stubble, what's so funny about those is that, uh, uh, you know, where most men, that would take them a couple of days, that, that I had to really work hard at that stubble. That took that took a few weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't even need a razor. I, I usually just get a cat to lick my face, and I'm pretty much clean. So, I I um yeah I I I I'm, I don't have the best five o'clock shadow so be a diehard fan asking that question that's cute sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. somebody's watching following you day to day going is he did he shave or <laughs> that's really funny yeah I've got a son <laughs> who complains about that he constantly tries to grow and stubble and it, you know months go by you know it's like four years later yeah I've got some chin hair that's funny. Um, um, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I worked hard for that. I, we have another question here for you about the song "A Father's Prayer." Yes. They want to know what is the they they um, want to know what's behind that song. What's the what's the writing behind that song? I'm paraphrasing here. Exactly. A bit my, my two children, for sure. Um, I and when I wrote the song. Um, that's been, I guess, you know, definitely, you know, a few years ago. It was one of, it was one of the first, you know, songs I, I wrote, and, and it's on my first album. Um, I I love my kids to death. Um, they they're the most important thing in the world to me. And I I um, you know, I just I wanted to write a song um, uh, that they would know would be about them and um, and and something that. I, They'll be really meaning be really meaningful uh, to them throughout their lives. And I hate my dad wrote the song about me, and so I, I put them. That's actually both both my kids are actually in the song. That my daughter says a prayer in it. The, the pretty much everybody knows that prayer. But um, and then my son, he was so little at the time. He's he's at the very end. He says a couple words. But I I um I just wanted to have something special for them. I'd written a book for Charlotte, a book for Wright, which are my kids, and I was like, I'm gonna write a song for them as well. So they'll always have this to. You know, know their dad wrote about them, and um, but when I wrote it, you know, I wrote it in mind. Like, hey, I want to have this be a song that would be something that you would listen to, or any parent would listen to, and and think about their children. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I kind of thought, you know, the song. My favorite, personally, my favorite song about kids is "Thank God for Kids" by the Oakridge Boys, which is probably one of the most beautiful songs. I, I can't listen to without two or three lines of it before I tear up. But I. That song and uh, uh, Christmas Shoes by Alabama, which that Christmas song, they play that song about the little boy trying to buy his, his mom a pair of shoes. And I, I mean, it's like I can't really talk about those songs. I, I get choked up. So I think um, I just wanted to have something special for them, and that's why I wrote that song. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, now here's a here's a little question from the darker side of me. You know how, like, Jimmy Fallon could have dated, like, Nicole Kidman? Do you see that yeah. whole thing? Yeah, okay. I laugh so, hysterically. Yeah. I know. Go with me for a minute here. You know the one that the catalyst for the for the to hell with your love. Is she like? Well, yeah. I didn't know you're gonna turn out to be like a famous country music music star. <laughs> that kind of thing. Or are we? <laughs> there's no vindictiveness yeah, um, going on, right? <laughs> uh, you know, the thing is, I, 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 honestly, I, 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 I doubt that. Uh, she might not even know the song is this, to be honest with you. So, so um, uh, but you know, it's, it's, which makes it even more funny. It's comical. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting there. to know that you have lots of songs that were out there about you. Um, but uh, maybe she's heard it through the grapevine. I'm sure she has. But regardless, um, you know, I yeah. think uh, uh, last night um, I didn't watch the Grammys. I saw I was on the way back. Oh, from, I was going to uh, ask about that too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen some highlights, but uh, um, uh, or <laughs> some lowlights, I would say too. But uh, but yeah. DC, I was on the guy from DC last night, and uh, um, uh, I guess Sam Smith was it Sam Smith? He he won. He won. Yeah, he won a bunch of them. He won, but yeah, yeah. See, he was he was 
he was tearing it up last night. But I think he, uh, one of my friends sent me a, I guess a quote from him. So, you know, I, 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 he'd be remiss and not saying thank you to the person who, uh, <laughs> who broke his heart because otherwise he wouldn't be able to write the song in the album. And, you know, I think, yeah, like I said earlier, you know, you, you, you have these songs out there and people don't realize that, you know, or some people do, not everybody knows it, but it, these are real situations in life. And so it comes, comes out in music. So, yeah, I mean, hey, at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, there's several hundred songs heart, that yeah. don't write. <laughs> Now, now in the okay. Now here's a here's a question from the lighter side of me, which is a much more pleasant sure. side. Um, anything's I'm joking around. Anything's possible, right? Yes. Right. I mean, really, Absolutely. anything's possible. What are some yes. What are some of the things? What are your hopes and dreams and goals and like? What would you st- say one day if you're standing on the on the Grammy stage? Gosh. Uh, what are your Yeah. What are your goals? Be- what do you want to do? I, I would I would love to uh, I'd love to be there one day I, I you know I'm I'll be honest with you I mean that, that obviously well, it would be a dream come true at the same time it would be like you know uh, finding the secret recipe to hot glazed donuts from Krispy Kreme the, the chances of that happening are probably what did you just say finding <laughs> the secret recipe to what <laughs> Krispy Kreme donuts yeah it's, it's, it's locked down somewhere if you, you can't find, find it, it let me know I love those things. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got a little idea, but but uh, but uh, y'all never find the whole thing. The club hasn't released a sequel to Kentucky Fried Chicken either. But um, regardless, um, I would love to. Uh, I, I would love to be there one day. Um, and I, you know, if, 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 clearly, I, if I said that wasn't a goal, I'd be lying. Yeah, I'd love to to be there one day. And I, the first thing that I think I would definitely thank my my family just for being so supportive and my children and stuff. Uh, Definitely, but I, 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 you know, if that if 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 I if I ever get to be like the at the music awards for the city I live in it would be cool. But uh, but I definitely at my goals, uh, I guess from a just a merely an artist standpoint, I want to continue to put out meaningful music that will touch people's lives, and whether I, you know, end up being on the stage at the Grammys or CMAs or whether, you know, I only play in front of 15 people the rest of my life, I just want to know that what I did made a lasting impression on people. Um, it's, for me, it's not, about, it's not about money and fame as much as it's about just my passion. It's what I like to do. It's what I love to do. And, um, and I love people. I, I meet new people every day um, that I've come to be good friends with every time. And, uh Music is a great way to do that. So, you know, as long as I'm putting out something that is meaningful to people, um, that that's that to me is more important than anything else. Yeah, and and it, um, it, I'm guessing it's probably similar to like my company, where you almost don't feel like you're you're working in a way because you're doing what you absolutely love to do. Like I can't imagine my life without this radio show. It's it's sure. I just can't even. I I sometimes think, oh, I better go get a job. And then I'm like, but I can't imagine having that because I love this. So um, it'd have to be one heck of a one heck of a nine to fiver. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it would, exactly. It'd have to be yeah, a I mean, heck of a job. Yeah, if you find something you love, yeah. you know, it's it's um it's hard to put it's hard to put that down. Once you once you really fully vest yourself into something that you that you've yeah. always wanted to do, uh, you know, putting it down is. I mean, I I, I can never stop writing music. I love music too much, and uh, um, I'm to say I'll ever quit commercial real estate. I I, I, I'm not going to do that either because I I love I love it, and I've got a a great partner, and and it's it's fun, and it's you know it's something I'm never going to put down either. But my passion is my music. There's no doubt about that. So um, you know, I think that uh, unfortunately for me, I've, I've got the ability to do both, and it's fun and um, you know, you can write music anywhere. I write music in my car. I write it while I'm sleeping. I wake up in the middle of the night. Um, I, I always too. have my calls on my bed. Oh, I mean, I, I'm anywhere. Hate this, I know. <laughs> it's it's like a blessing oh. and a curse. Yeah. Yes, it's a blessing and a curse. Do you wake up when you do that? Like I wake up like I slept. Like the waves of the sleep were so off that I'll get a migraine. Do you ever get that? Yes. 
Yeah, Advil is one of my best friends. Advil and Coca-Cola and just headache powder. Those are three of my best friends. Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things I I just can't stop because if I I hear an infectious tune in my head or or words, I've got got to, a lot of times I'll grab my phone, literally not ever even opening my eyes, and I will just hit the button to record, and I will start humming the tune I hear or whatever it may be and just, Get, and, and then in the morning, I'll wake up, and I'll listen to what I did. I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't remember I did that. And I'll, I'll save these things. And so I, that's kind of how I, I go. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll write sometimes, you know, the most I've ever written in a week. I think I've done like 20 songs in a week. I just, I'll get on these, like, binges where I just <laughs> write yeah. and write and write, and, and you can't stop. And, um, and, and then I'll go, you know, I'll go for a couple weeks where maybe I'll only write, you know, Two or three or whatever or one, but uh, I just kind of when I feel it, I just go because somebody told me a long time ago, you never know when you're going to get writer's block, and you never know. Um, it might happen, and you might not write a song for ten years. So they said while you have it in you, I know you told who told me that uh, Joe Vossall from the Oakridge Boys. He said, man, he goes, you're on a roll. He goes, keep writing as much as you possibly can because you know you, you never know when when it's going to, you know, Stops, it's yeah. gonna drive up. Write what you feel. Go for it. Um, he's got, He's been amazing. He's, he is super, super, super man. Um, he's, he's been quite wonderful uh, to have as a friend and mentor. I, I owe him a lot. Who is that uh, again? Yeah, I heard Oak Ridge Boys. Uh, yeah, Joe Bonsall. He, um, he's, he's, oh, yeah. He is, uh, and, and Joe's got the, he's the one who's got the mustache and kind of the curly hair. Um, mm-hmm. He's very vocal. does a lot of their interviews. Um, he, uh, He's kind of he's the big voice you hear in Elvira, not the deep voice, but the uh, not the 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 really deep the voice. Which I've, yeah, yeah, uh, other boys are phenomenal. Yeah, Joe is um he's a just a phenomenal human being, and uh, that that's who God, he listens to so much of my stuff. God bless him. I'll send him things <laughs> out of nowhere and say, hey, what do you think about this? He he listens to everything. Um, things just kind of pick up the guitar and right here at the house and. I'll write him something, and I'll say, well, what is your opinion on this? And, you know, he just he's an incredible person. So, uh, uh, but, yeah, he told me, he said, David, he goes, write, keep writing, buddy. He says, write as much as you possibly can. And um, that's kind of, that's what I do. So I just, I just write. <laughs> I just keep writing. Well, with, let's say, 600-plus songs that you've written so far, do you mm-hmm. have any plans, or have you done this already, um, to sell your songs to other people to sing, or do you keep them all to to yourself? I could imagine that you might, you know, be starting to be in demand as a, maybe a songwriter. I, I definitely, um, I, I actually, as of this has been about two years ago, I've actually got a song that currently um, another artist kind of has bids on right now contractually. Um, it's not been cut uh, by then. I've I, I recorded it myself. Um, it's out there on iTunes. It's called Diddle Fiddle. Um, but there is an artist that currently has rights to uh, to record that song. Uh, I don't know if they if they do or if they will, but if they do, it'll be pretty awesome because they're an incredible artists. So I have my fingers crossed on that one. But um, uh, yeah, I've, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of people I'm starting to talk to now about that because I write music for everybody. I mean, there's plenty of songs that I write that are not for me. You know, I mean, uh, there are songs I've written for girls. Um, to sing, uh, and so I've got those, and I do a lot of jingle writing as well. I've done for companies, um, uh, so I, I I love doing that as well. So I, yeah, I I have no problem at all. Is I just I just want to get my music out there. So if you know Jason Aldean wants to you know record <laughs> my song, of okay. course I'd be like absolutely. So you know I I um. I just want to get the music out there, and 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 quite honestly, like I said, you know, there there are tons of songs that would be much better off for somebody else to sing. And like I said, quite honestly, like I mean, it, there are tons of my songs I'd rather somebody else to sing, even if I was singing it for myself. Because I don't necessarily like hearing yeah. myself sing a whole lot. I'd be much I'd be much more pleased if somebody else would sing my songs anyway. So um, I love performing, I, I love singing, but um, man, if it if it would be more suitable for somebody else and it makes sense for them. God bless them. I'm I'm all for it. So, uh, uh, I, I and I hope to do more of that. I've got a couple artists right now that Jason, my producer, and I were 
we're going to be pitching some songs to some very, 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 very well-known artists. One's a female, and uh, not even in the country scene, more in the R&B scene, so in pop scene. But you know, I, I, uh, I'm going to continue doing that. But I've definitely, uh, I've talked to, I'd say probably five or six people now that have interest and a handful of my songs for some pretty well-known artists. So uh, we'll see what, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but, yeah, uh, it's fun. Well, in, in watching the Grammys last night, um, you can see who likes to collaborate and who doesn't, and I and mm-hmm. it's it, apparent to me there's subtle nuances there. But one I thought one of the highlights last night um, for Ed um, Sheeran, I think is how you say his name, if I'm saying that wrong, co- yeah. correct me, Um I think he he was genuinely absolutely tickled hearing Mary Kay Blige sing his song. I, well, I, I, you know, I saw, yeah. did you see that yeah. at all? No. I saw for maybe uh, I was watching uh, Fox and Friends this morning. I think they had maybe a. Uh, or no, it wasn't Mary Kay know, Blige. Uh, no, it was Sam Smith. I think it was Sam Smith. I'm sorry, Sam, I, got, yeah, I yeah, just they, got that wrong. Both, like but a, both um, of them had that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, they had a, a, a little thing. You know how they'll go out the commercial and they'll show like you know here's a. Uh, thing from last night at the Grammys, and so I saw, yeah. I saw, um, I guess it wasn't Elle's Mary Kay Blige, and I forget um, what's on their thing, but I saw them kind of fade away on that one. And um, but, I, but on side note, I love Ed Sheeran; it gives gracious. I've seen him live in concert with my daughter at Taylor Swift concert. He's incredible. Oh, you did. Um, but, but I think um, I, I love to see collaboration like that. I think it's awesome. Yeah, but uh, um, both of those, I don't know what song um, who he who Ed was paired with. I just remember Mary Kay Blige. And the um, Mary Kay Blige and the um, Sam Smith, yeah, and he was yeah. just so genuinely excited to hear his own song, sung by somebody else. It was just absolutely cute. That was the one that stuck out. But then Ed Ed stuck out too, and then Annie Lennox kind of kind of helping out um, the Take Me to Church guy. Um, there there's some really cool collaborations going on. Um, last night I don't have everybody's names memorized. Um, but I can see how that would be so neat to have one of your songs be sung by somebody else, even maybe more cool than singing it yourself. Oh, yeah. Seems neat. I, I totally and in country music, yeah. it's done all the time. Country, there's so many songs you could you could go back over time that people sing today in country or in pop that actually were around a long time ago. That people are like, oh, it's a great new song when the reality been around for a long, long time. It's just being re-recorded and, and maybe mixed differently and, you know, a different take on the song. But, oh, I think that's the coolest thing in the entire world. Yeah. If Mary J. Blige wants to sing any of my songs, she's more than welcome to <laughs> I say Mary Kay. I think I just said Mary Kay. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, I just, I'm a name destroyer. Oh, right. Mary, Mary J. Blige. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, you know, it's yeah, funny Mary because I was Jay looking Jay. at – It's fine. I do that all the time. I was looking at um, – um, somebody asked me if I wanted to buy some Mary Kay earlier. <laughs> like, I'm oh, good. Dear. But that's where that came from, I subconsciously, I'm sure. Whatever. Anyway, you guys it. all got what I meant. It'll probably go all over the place. Like, she said her name wrong, but I apologize. Um, anyway, right. that's the part of not having the producer in your ear going, no, I just said it wrong. Um, that's funny. The Tell me a little bit more about, we've got like five minutes more. Um, tell me more about your use of social media yourself. Um, and and Twitter and how much you're on Twitter and what you're doing because a lot of times and I've noticed this even with my own book um, you can have a great label behind you but still some of the marketing and the connections and the dot dot connecting falls on the artist. Mm-hmm. I mean I'll tell you what you know it's like this um, and I'm a firm believer in this I don't care if you have uh, you know the most powerful company in the world behind you and your product, you know, if you create the George Foreman grilling machine, which is a great product. Great, yeah. But, and you can say, okay, well, I'm going to pass it off to whoever is marketing the product, and it's going to go crazy. You have got to stand by what you do, and you are always your best best uh, marketer. I mean, you, you've got to get out there and promote yourself. So, um, uh, social media for me is definitely a huge way to connect with, with people. And I, if it were not for Twitter, um, you know, I mean, I, would I have ever, you know, when Jimmy Johnson ever tweeted out that song, would I, would I have become connected with the Oak Ridge Boys, with Jimmy Starr, with Jimmy Wayne? I mean, uh, I, can go, I can go on for days, all the people that I'm friends with now because of that. But it's because I really, 
I really forced myself to stay out there um, uh, in, in the social media circles and and meet people. I promote their music too. You know, I, I love I love promoting other people's music and and what they do, whether it be books or music or food or whatever it may be. I just I think that's very powerful. So uh, I I I try to really stay on top of that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm a huge promoter of people too. I I really absolutely love to to promote people and I kind of treat people the same way that I hope that they would treat me. Um absolutely. in return. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Tell me shed some marketing insight for for those who might be listening who um might have a song out there or something. When you're t- when you're tweeting somebody to try and get their attention, and let's say you sure. do, what's the next step though? To actually make that a, a real relationship where somebody does help you or does listen to your music or does read your what you've written, I think that I think the the advice I would give is this: is that um, be personable about it. You know, I think you know, get to know that whoever you're trying to get in touch with. You know, um, I'm, I'm certainly I, I know as I have. Google and other people have, you know, when you have a new release, you, you get out to all the major outlets, like, you know, the big Twitter accounts for country music or different radio shows and stuff like that. But the, I don't think if you're trying to get somebody, a specific person, you know, I would definitely be very personal with, with that 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 um, um, uh, person that you want to get in touch with, or, you know, whether it be, you know, remarking on something they've done. So they get to know you, you know, because I, I get... I get stuff all the time now from for people that I don't know, and it's not like, hey, David, um, you know, would you hey, would you take a look, listen to this? It's more like, uh, it's almost like, I don't know, it's not, it's not very personal. It's, it's just, like, it's almost like, no, it's like, can you damn. retweet this for me, or hey, look at my YouTube video, or whatever. Yeah, it's hard, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, I, 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 and I think once you get to know people, you know, I mean, once you get to know people, you know, if you have a, a, a relationship. Uh, a Twitter relationship, <laughs> call it with somebody for an extended period of time, you know, and you and you and you have that comfort level. You can be like, hey, here's my new song, so and so, and that's fine. But I think if you just kind of go right off the bat to people that you don't even have a relationship with already, and you just kind of just just throwing trying at them, to get their attention maybe, somewhere. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I would get their attention differently. I would, you know. Like I said, pr- promote what they're doing. You know, if 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 somebody's promote what they're doing, you know, become try try to truly become uh, acquaintances with them and friends on 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 Twitter or whatever Instagram, whatever it may be that you're doing. Um, and, and that way, it's not just about yourself; it's about the other person. Um, and yeah. so now I have a comfort level with tons and tons of people that you know they can say, "Hey, Dave, will you retreat this?" And I'll do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. A lot of times I'll do the it. Integrity. And I mean, that's like, that's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and people know that they can go to your. Oh, sorry, what'd you say? Sorry, I thought you were done. <laughs> I, no, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your phone faded a little bit, so sorry about that. I didn't mean to talk over you. But yeah, I, I know people can go to your Twitter um, and trust you and trust what you're retweeting and so forth too. And the fact that you don't constantly make it about yourself, but you'll retweet other people. Those are the those are the best um, user accounts. And, I, you know, I get a lot of that too. Like, hey, uh, just out of the blue from somebody I don't know, they'll say, hey, Elizabeth, can you connect me with Hay House um, and can you send them my book? And I'm like, wow, that is like, pro- you know, no, I, I probably can't. I've got to, you know, there's like 10 steps missing <laughs> before we got to that point, you know, kind of thing. And, and it's hard because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. You don't want to lose a fan. You don't want somebody disappointed in you. But, you know, there's kind of a process that you need to follow to get to Hay, Hay House that usually involves an agent and, you know, and all these things. So I'm, sh- I'm sure you know. Um, so sometimes yeah. I, I, I feel bad for people because it's like, I know you just asked me that, but I really can't help you, but I still love you, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And you, and sure. you just want to want to treat people with as much kindness as you can, whether you can help them instantly or not. So I take every every person that contacts me really quite seriously. Um, I, yeah. I, I don't know if, if you do this too, and we're going to run a little bit over on time, but um, I really try to actively respond to it. It, it. Some days it can be kind of overwhelming, but my family knows that you know I, t- I do take the time to really respond to each person who contacts me in some way. Yeah. Do you do that? I, I, I most certainly do. Um, 
I mean, and, and there there are days where it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah, you've <laughs> um, been there for a while. Like, but but I you know, and, and sometimes you know, sometimes if you really have limited time, you know, if somebody's going back and forth with you fifteen times, and, and you, you know, you literally don't have time to respond again. You know, there's always things you can do like hit a favorite. You know, so they know that you read what you sent them, and and it's like saying, hey, uh, hey, I'm right with you on that one, or whatever it may be. But I, I tried my very, very best uh, to respond to every single person. Um, and, and, you know, clearly I've, I've only got, you know, I've got, what, 20,000 followers or something like that. But, what? I mean, I could, having having 1.2 million or something like that or five, I mean, like, I, clearly it's, I, it's not humanly possible unless help, you literally but... sat there all day long. <laughs> so yeah. I'm able to do it now, but I couldn't, I, I don't I don't think you, you think at some point where you're like, you know, yeah. It'd be tough to it'd be tough to respond to, to that. Yeah, that no, I get it, especially as you get more and more out there. But what I do think is neat, yeah. though, is when an artist still maintains control of their Twitter account and maybe sets yeah. a time each week where it is really them live. So, because I think people are kind of people are kind of savvy to the fact that people's Twitter accounts are controlled by PR firms or or other people helping out or brother, sister, family member, or whatever. As somebody's on an upward sure. climb toward accomplishment. But I do think it's really neat when when the artist takes the time to come in there, you know, every so often and just say, hey, it's me, let's chat, and, and everybody gets their shot or gets to make a call or or whatever. It's pretty cool. So, But anyway, good. Well, that's really good information and, and a good takeaway to somebody who might be trying to follow in your footsteps. Because you're oh, trading cool. yeah, your footsteps. I, 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 yeah, I think that's the best way to do it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's a – as long as you can, you know, hand, handle your account by yourself – uh, be personable. Um, I've got, I've got actually got a group that, that definitely does some stuff for me on the promotion side on Twitter. And but if somebody responds, I immediately respond myself. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm active on them 24/7. But I, I definitely you know, have some people working on the promotion side sometimes. But, uh, but yeah, I mean in general, when somebody responds, it's me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, All right. Well, yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for allowing us to get to know you, and good luck with your thank album you. release tomorrow, everybody. It's called Country Flow by David Britt. You can go to his website. It's davidbrittmusic.com. That's D-A-V-I-D-B-R-I-T-T music.com. And he's on Facebook and Twitter, David Britt, like we were saying. And um, I hope you feel better. I hope you um, get you your so nine and drove, everybody. Thank you so much. This has been a wonderful time. I, I will come back anytime you'll have me. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, stay in touch because it's cool. As uh, you know, when you're on that Grammy stage, you know you got to remember the best ever you show. You know, we need that interview. Yes, it's cool no, to support yes. you. All your fans. No yeah, you got oh, a you got a really you. neat fan base though. I noticed that on Twitter, you got lots of fans. So good, best of luck to you. It should be awesome to see you do all. All that you dream of, pretty cool. Thank you so much, and the same same to you. And, um, and I, I'll, you. Uh, I know we'll be in, we'll be in touch. Um, but uh, but thanks, I really appreciate it. It was a, a wonderful opportunity and an honor to be on your chef. Thank you. Thank you. And if you ever get that recipe for Krispy Kreme, I'm on it. I need it. So yummy. Not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> awesome. All right. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, tomorrow we've got shows tomorrow and Thursday. We've got Randy Sutton coming on, um, and then on Thursday we have Lucy's Love Bus. And if you missed our interview with Jack Canfield, we had Jack Canfield on the Best Ever You show last Thursday at 1 p.m. That show is ranked, um, I think, number one in business on Blog Talk Radio right now. So just a reminder that we have free replays on all of our shows, and the social media share buttons are on the left-hand side of the page for each of our shows that we do. And um, so we'll see you back tomorrow and Thursday, and then we're going to take a break um, to, I guess, enjoy the snow. I'm not sure, but my kids are all off school for a whole bunch of days, so we're going to take a break, and we'll be back on um, February 24th, 26th, and then March 3rd with more shows. So we appreciate you listening, and um, we're inching up really closely, guys, up and over that 2 million download mark. So keep sharing the show. We love it, and um, we just appreciate everybody who's followed Best Ever You since we um, first stepped in front of this microphone and we're just talking to air. <laughs> so from air to 2 million downloads, we're, we're grooving on it. So we appreciate it, and thank you so much, and um, we'll see you tomorrow. 
Take care, everybody. Thanks, and thank you, David. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Best Ever You Network. For more information, just visit us at besteveryou.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.